Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 123. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT podcast. The last several months, we've been going through Next Step Test Prep Full Length 10. This week, we are continuing with Bio Biochem Passage Number 4. And I'll let you know up front if you are interested in looking into Next Step Test Prep Full Lengths, go to nextsteptestprep.com. You can save 10% by using the promo code MCATPOD. That's all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D. Let's go ahead and dive in and say hello to Clara. Clara, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. Are you excited for some more bio biochem? Oh, I can't wait. Hopefully this week, a little less physiology and anatomy and some more bio biochem. What I would think is traditional bio biochem. We have passage four uh, for us today. And if you want to follow along, go to the MCATpodcast.com and find our episode 123. And you can download the handouts there. What do we need to know about our passage today? Well, it is a little bit more on the end of traditional bio-biochem. So we're going to be talking about some of the really common high-yield topics. So um, the endocrine system and then also gluconeogenesis will come up, thermodynamics in general. But we're going to be focusing on rats and how rats keep themselves warm if we want to boil it down to that. Scintillating. (laughs) Yes, fascinating stuff. All right. Let me dive right in. All right, passage four. The compensations that led to an evolution of an endothermic physiology are still being argued. A widely accepted model is that directional selection for incremental increases in aerobic capacity and sustained activity led to the evolution of endothermy, the aerobic model. The greater scope for physical activity means that endotherms tire less quickly and are therefore better able to forage, escape predators, and migrate. The parental care model suggests that increased non-shivering thermogenesis permitted parents to control incubation temperatures and thereby provided the selective advantage leading to endothermy. Thyroid hormone, TH, is a regulator of thermogenesis in humans. Thyroid receptors regulate gene expression by binding thyroid response elements in the promoters of target genes. TH can also regulate protein function. An experiment was performed on two groups of Worcester coyote rats, Group A rats were kept in an environment with an ambient temperature of 27 degrees Celsius, while Group B was kept in a 9 degrees Celsius environment. In both groups, pharmacologically manipulated thyroid levels caused changes in relative sodium-potassium ATPase activity, skeletal muscle PGC1-alpha, a transcriptional co-activator that regulates the genes involved in energy metabolism, mRNA levels, 
and cardiac sarcoendoplasmic reticulum calcium ATPase, or CIRCA, activity levels. TH regulates these levels of physiology in ectothermic vertebrates as well, specifically in response to cold. The net result of these actions is that TH buffers mammalian movement from the thermodynamic effects of low temperature. It is likely, therefore, that TH regulatory activity was under strong positive selection because it would improve fitness in variable environments. Even incremental increases in TH-mediated locomotor performance and physical activity under cold conditions would represent clear selective advantages for accessing food and energy assimilation, parental care, and territorial gains. Additionally, ectotherms have restricted activity times that are closely tied to the operative thermal environment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> kind of a weird one. Almost like a psych passage, a little. Yeah, this is... A, there are a lot of words and... and and kind of themes thrown around that I'm like, wow, I need to be taking a lot of notes on this or else I'm not going to know what's going on. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to go back to the passage too. This is one where we can't possibly remember every detail and we don't have to. Yeah. Okay. Question 18. Which of the following statements regarding endotherm development is most supported by the information presented in the passage? A, their designs became more advantageous because the physiological performance of early endotherms were increasingly uncoupled from environmental variation. B, their designs became less advantageous because the physiological performance of early endotherms were increasingly uncoupled from environmental variation. C, their activity was more restricted compared with ectotherms, which allowed lesser environmental adaptation. Or D, their activity was less restricted compared to ectotherms, which led to an evolutionary disadvantage. Um, it's interesting. I don't, I don't remember seeing anywhere where it was a disadvantage. It seemed like most everything that was being talked about was how it was an advantage and how uh, everything helped. So, like accessing food and energy assimilation, that territorial gain. So that didn't make sense. So I would throw out D right away because evolutionary disadvantage doesn't make sense based on what the author is saying. Mm -hmm. And then C, the activity was more restricted compared with ectotherms. Again, it's saying that there were territorial gains. So the activity wasn't more restricted. So I throw out C as well. So C and D are gone. I'm left with A and B. So 50-50, I think, hopefully, uh, based on those two things. Uh, a, their designs became more advantageous, so that's along the lines of what we're reading, because the physiological performance of early endotherms were increasingly uncoupled from environmental variation. So the uncoupled from environmental variation, I have to figure out what that's trying to mean, because I don't remember there being a discussion about anything being uncoupled. Um, and then B, their designs became less advantageous. So again, less advantageous. I'm like, oh no, that doesn't make sense. So now my mind, so so here's my pre-med mind going, wait, three of the answers are talking about restrictions and, and less advantageous and not a good evolutionary advantage. And so maybe I'm, I've read the paragraph wrong or the passage wrong because A is the only one that talks about an advantage. And that's what the author seemed to be talking about. So... I, uh, I'm i going to go with A because the other three are all more negative. Yeah, he's right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> man. 
<laughs> sometimes we don't want to get caught up in these little test taking tricks, right? Like your your strategy was actually not wrong, right? Like if you ever are doing like a cars passage and you see that you get rid of three of the answers right away, um, or you get rid of one answer right away and then all three of the others look similar or something like that, you might think that you read the passage backwards. So here it's like, oh my god, like did I? read that tone wrong, but no, the passage is very clearly talking about advantages over um, ectotherms, and so A is perfect. Okay. All right. One for one. All right. Next one, number 19. Localized radiation therapy of the thyroid will most likely affect another endocrine gland that has which of the following characteristics? A, it consists of multiple cell types secreting a number of different steroid hormones. B, high calcium stimulates the release of its major hormone product. C, hyperactivity of the gland can cause osteoporosis. Or D, it synthesizes its hormone from cholesterol ester using enzymes found in the smooth endoplasmic reticulum and mitochondria. Hmm. A pseudo-discrete question. Indeed. Yeah. So this is asking about the parathyroid hormone, so you have to know what the parathyroid hormone does. Exactly. I'm assuming uh, that's what it's talking about because it's localized radiation. Uh, what other <laughs> endocrine gland, gland, and it's the parathyroids right there as well. And so parathyroid, uh, calcium regulation. Um, and so the steroid hormones, I don't think is right. B obviously talks about calcium uh, stimulates uh, the major hormone products. I'm like, okay, maybe uh, C, hyperactivity and osteoporosis. Obviously calcium and osteoporosis go together. Um, and then D, the hormone from cholesterol ester doesn't, I'm like, I'm going to throw that out just because it's too confusing to me. So I'm left with B and C. So 50-50 toss up. Uh, I, I forget exactly what the parathyroid hormone does, obviously regulating calcium. Um, but if you have hyperactive, uh, hyperactive would lay down more calcium, I'm assuming. Uh, so I would go with B. Oh, it's C. Oh, man. <laughs> but 50-50. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and everything you did was right, too. So A and D we can get rid of. They're both talking about steroids, really. Mm -hmm. Like A is definitely mentioning steroid hormones, and then D talks about cholesterol ester, which is kind of random, but is referring to a steroid. Mm -hmm. And parathyroid hormone is not a steroid. Yep. Uh, so it's peptide hormone. So we have B, B versus C. And then, yeah, here now we just have to remember, okay, does parathyroid hormone cause an increase in blood calcium, essentially, or does it cause a decrease? decrease. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And I, when they say hyperactivity of the gland can cause osteoporosis, I think you were actually really close even here because basically parathyroid hormone causes an increase in blood calcium, but that's why it causes osteoporosis because it uh, takes calcium out of the bone. It's taking it away, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. The way I always remember, uh, is I don't even remember parathyroid hormone. I just remember its opposite, which is calcitonin. And the saying is uh, calcitonin tones down blood calcium. So calcitonin decreases blood calcium. Parathyroid hormone must do the opposite. It must increase it. Okay. Good cool. one. Pseudo discreet there for us. All right. <laughs> and I got it wrong. Oh, well. Uh, question 20, a medical student taking an important exam notes that her heart rate is significantly elevated due to thyroid activity. <laughs> I don't know why she knows her thyroid activity is <laughs> elevated, but anyway, uh, she's a med student. They're smart. According to the experiment conducted in the passage, which of the following changes would not be expected in this student? A, increased cellular hydrolysis of ATP. 
B, increased rate of gluconeogenesis. C, increased passive transport of thyroid hormone through cell membranes. Or D, increased translation of PGC1A protein. Um, so I'm going to start with D, PGC1A protein, because I remember where that stood out before. Uh, and it talked about... Um, Actually, it talked about, I'll read the sentence, in both groups, pharmacologically manipulated thyroid levels cause changes in relative uh, sodium, potassium, ATPase, activity, skeletal muscle, P, skeletal muscle PGC1A, uh, mRNA levels, and cardiac sarcoendoplasmic reticulum calcium ATPase uh, at levels. Um, and so it's funny, it doesn't necessarily say increase or decrease, it just says changes in relative so that's a hard one. Um, uh, C, increased passive transport of thyroid hormone through the cell membranes. Again, uh, you have, um, yeah, the sodium-potassium ATPase activity. I don't think they talked about thyroid hormone through the cell membrane. Um, oh, this is a hard one. Increased rate of gluconeogenesis. I'm like, ah, where did they talk about that? Um that one doesn't really make sense, I don't think, based on what I'm reading, unless I'm missing uh, where that was. And then A, increased rate, uh, increased cellular hydrolysis of ATP. So do, they do talk about ATPase in a couple different places. So the only one that kind of really doesn't make sense is the gluconeogenesis. And so I'm going to pick that because the rest I'm very confused about. Yeah, this one is confusing for sure. Uh, the gluconeogenesis one is not correct, though. Okay. Uh, and then actually, this question is combining uh, being passage-based, but also requiring some of our own content knowledge. Mm. So, yeah, that's what, what gets really confusing for students, because we see that PGC1 alpha, and then we think that we can get our whole answer from going back to the passage alone. Because mm -hmm. we know we don't need to know anything about that, so <laughs> that must be in the passage. <laughs> Um, and, but yeah, I mean, I like how you went back uh, to that first thing, but then unfortunately the passage is unhelpful with that just vague changes. Um, but basically what we want to keep in mind here is the endocrine system is super important to know really inside and out for the MCAT and choice C talks about passive transport of thyroid hormone and thyroid hormone is actually not going to be transported passively through cell membranes. Because um, thyroid hormone is derived from tyrosine, so it's a tyrosine derivative hormone, and it's going to be too polar to pass through cell membranes. So that word passive can kind of clue us into being like, okay, well, if it's not passive, which is true, then that's a very good false statement. So C is our answer. That this one <laughs> seems to so so let me let me be the upset premed because I got this one wrong and it's the only one I got wrong and and you <laughs> decreased my score from one thirty two to one thirty three. Um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> why the the question is according to the experiment conducted in this passage, and yet it's requiring outside knowledge outside of the passage. They can do that. Yeah, they can do that. It's so it doesn't just because they say according to the passage doesn't mean that all of the information is something that we can find in the passage. And here we see that there's no way that it could be the case because, as you mentioned, B is not described in the passage and really neither is C at all. But, but yeah, so when they mention according to the passage or a phrase like that, what they mean is that the passage is relevant, but they don't necessarily mean that you can uh, get every piece of information you need from the passage alone. Tricky, tricky. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Uh, well, let's see. Number 21. Thyroid storm is an acute, life-threatening, hypermetabolic state induced by excessive release of thyroid hormones with a 90% mortality rate in adults. It is observed that the hypermetabolic rate causes release of thyroid hormone, which then further elevates the metabolic rate. This cycle indicates what kind of mechanism may be the cause. A, negative feedback loop. B, positive feedback loop. C, negative forward loop. Or D, positive forward loop. Uh, well, considering I've never heard of forward loops, <laughs> this is going to be one where it's like, wow, Ryan, you're pretty dumb. Uh, I'm going to throw out C and D because I've never heard of a negative forward and positive forward loop, or maybe I just forgotten about them. Uh, so I'm left with A and B and, uh, oh man, the cycle indicates which kind of mechanism and so I'm just going to go positive feedback because positive to me seems like, oh, you need more. So that's positive, And I'm going to pick that one. Yeah, good. Positive is correct. <laughs> positive feedback. Explain <laughs> positive the, feedback. the forward loop one. Are those just weird? What, what are those? Those are just weird answer choices. Uh, so there, there is a type of feedback loop called a feed forward loop just in general. Uh, where something that is upstream, basically something that is earlier in a chemical pathway, is going to actually act on later steps. So it's kind of like the opposite of a feedback pathway. But they're lumping negative and positive in there, and that's not something that we would ever really see um, on the MCAT. We never see a negative forward loop, so that's not really a thing for our sake. So they're trying to confuse us, um, mix us up, but this is really just a classic case of positive feedback, uh, which we know because positive feedback is actually really incredibly rare, but we can spot it when we see a cycle that seems to be going more and more out of control, essentially, where, yeah, it's, it's um, stimulating itself, and then it's, it's going to increase and increase until something else acts to stop it. All right, there you have it. Some more bio biochem from Next Step Test Prep Full Length 10. As I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, you need to go check out Next Step Test Prep and look at their full lengths that they have for you to offer. The AMC offers three scored full length exams and one unscored. Next Step Test Prep has 10 full length exams for you, all with a real simulation of what you'll get on test day as far as the testing platform and interface that you will be using. Again, nextsteptestprep.com. Use the promo code MCATPOD. That's all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D, to save 10%. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. 